0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: i pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A.
0: Other Miss to, to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
2: Hey, welcome. Monday afternoon, Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Court Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Bob and Kelly here in the Berg, uh, Lucas and Laurel. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in this afternoon. I want to thank our good buddies at Dickey's Barbecue Pit for making this show possible and sponsoring the first segment each and every day. A great place to take your family and a great place to cater. Your next event, Dickey's Barbecue, we thank them for their support. All right, uh, we're going to be talking about upcoming basketball tournaments later in the show. Lots to go over today, but first, it's a baseball season, and of course, we spend every Monday uh, with our good friend, uh, head baseball coach Scott Berry. All right, Coach, uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks for your time. I want to I want to kind of review the four games this week as your team goes three and one against Mississippi State and uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, so, uh, probably a good week. Am I right about that, Coach?
3: Yeah, I'm really proud of our guys, the way we played this week, going 3-1 against three, uh, two really good clubs. Uh, you know, Mississippi State, middle of the week over in Pearl. Started off, uh, you know, the, the first part of the week really nice. Uh, Tanner Hall really threw a gym, as as you guys know. And we played a really good game of baseball outside of a couple of errors. Uh, you know, I thought that we did some things really well. We We handled the bat. We got the two out hits when we needed it. Um, you know, so uh, hats off to our guys going over there and playing Mississippi State in a really sound, good baseball game.
2: And Tanner Hall, you really can't say enough about the the way he pitched. It was a great atmosphere, big, big crowd. But he dominated the game, Coach. He he just dominated Mississippi State.
3: Yes, he did. You know, 13 strikeouts and one walk, only giving up five hits and over seven innings and, and no runs. Uh, you know, on 98 pitches, I, I thought that – he probably threw as well as uh, as he's thrown uh, since he's been here. You know, he was really good against Ole Miss last year in a regional, but, you know, given early in the year where we are uh, right now, I uh, mean, he went out and really, really pitched a nice ball game.
2: Okay, so then we go to uh, Lafayette. Tough place to play. Beautiful baseball stadium. Big crowds, of course. They have a big following as well. Friday night doesn't go like we thought. Uh, they score uh, four runs in the fifth inning. Uh, we do get a three-run home run, but we come up a little short Friday night, five to three. Your thoughts about that game?
3: You know, we just uh, we, we, it wasn't that we didn't play good. Uh, you know, we just uh, we only we didn't get a lot of hits. That was the biggest thing. But you know, hats off to their guy Tommy Ray. He was really good. I mean, you know, people I'm sure are saying that about. Tanner Hall and, and Hunter Riggins and Hurston and those guys when they face them. So sometimes you have to tip your hat to the other guy and, and their big guy, Friday night guy, really pitched a nice baseball game. And, you know, just outside of the one inning there, we gave up four there in, in the fifth and we gave up one there in the first inning that we shouldn't have given up, but uh, just didn't play well enough, uh, you know, to win that baseball game. but uh, you know that was uh, one of three, and and obviously with the next two, we we did do some things well to to win those games.
2: So after that inning, coach, you played twenty two more innings against Lafayette. They only scored two runs in one inning. You shut them out twenty one out of twenty two innings, and it started it started Saturday with Hunter Riggins, the uh, graduate transfer from Delta State, who who I, who I told you off there just reminded me a whole lot of a Walker Powell outlet and. uh He goes the entire game. We don't see that much anymore in college baseball.
3: No, really don't. But, you know, if you look at where his pitch count was going into the ninth inning, he was there, I think, at 83, 84 pitches through eight innings and ended the game with 100 on the nose. So, you know, for his third start of the year, that's probably where he needs to be at that 100 pitch mark anyway. And he was really dominating with a four-pitch mix. Uh, You know, I thought he did a great job. Getting off the mound, fielding his position, he took away their offense that they like to do, and that's to bunt. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you one guy that really needs a, a tip of the hat from everybody was Rodrigo
1: Montenegro right. and his
3: play behind the plate. You know, he's had to uh, he's had to catch everything now since Blake's hand has has been broken, and um, you know it's going to he's going to be back there a while, so. But he took away that running game on Saturday and Sunday between him and and our starting pitchers, Riggins and and Hurston, on Sunday getting the ball to the plate and really made some nice throws to really shut that running game down. And I think that was the difference, in all honesty, between our pitching and taking away what what they like to do offensively, which enabled us to to win those two games.
2: Right. They were among the best in the nation at stealing bases and and running the bases. And you're right. He absolutely – he absolutely brought it into that, and his brother. It seemed like every time Gage came up to plate this weekend, he was getting on base. He was just lights he out. He really
3: was, it. you know. Uh, and you know, you, you alluded to their base stealing. They were twenty six of twenty eight coming into our series. So, you know, obviously, you, you knew what they were going to do, and it's almost kind of like they had the attitude, like they were telling you, "We're fixing to steal base." Right. And in game one, you know in game one, they did you know they did steal a couple bases there that really uh really helped them. We did throw them out one time but um but in game two and three, we were able to shut that down and 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 then just behind our pitching of our starters and the way that they just didn't really give them any chance to get on base and do anything was uh was a difference now we we did some really good things offensively as well. had some guys that had some really good series. You know, you said, Gabe, you know, I thought Slade Wilkes had another good series right. for us. Uh, Danny, you know, even overcame all the boos.
2: Right. You
3: know, I think at the end, of yesterday, they weren't booing at all whenever he came up. I guess they got tired <laughs> of booing because it really didn't help a whole lot. But no. I was really proud of the way that he, uh, he, he responded to, uh, to, to all the hype that was going into that series, really with everything pointing at him.
2: He ignored them and just hit the ball and made great plays uh, at third base. They made great play in that Saturday game where he came across the middle of the infield and uh, snuffed out that uh, potential scoring uh, inning with that great play to first base. All right, so then Sunday yesterday, great game yesterday. Tough, hard game to watch. I mean, I was just nervous for three hours. Uh Really close game, uh, but Hurston Waldrop, and uh, and then you you know you bring your reliever Garrett Ramsey, and those kids were dynamite. I think what impressed me most too is after uh, the the Cajuns tie it up, the Golden Eagles find a way to score two runs in the eighth, and then lock it down and win the baseball game.
3: Yeah, you know, and I I think as we talked off the air before the show started, I think this, those kind of games right there when, uh, you know, you had the lead through six innings. And, and, you know, I was a little worried because we saw that same thing earlier, uh, in the year on a loss where we just let them hang around and they got to us late. And, and I was kind of getting that same feeling we were missing on opportunities. Yesterday we left on we left thirteen men on base. Right. You know, the, the the message to them after the game is, is you got to keep creating opportunities to score, and that's what we were doing. If you get people on base, you're giving yourself opportunities. We just got to learn to to cash in on those opportunities. But when Louisiana, when they tied it up there in the sixth, and of course a lot of momentum went to their way, and we're kind of talking about baseball and boxing right now, and. We had them on the ropes, and, and the fight went back to the middle of the ring uh, there after the sixth, and then we were able to get them back on the ropes in the eighth and, and put them away in the ninth. So real proud of our guys, and we hope that that proves to be something very uh, beneficial for us as we move through this,
1: this early part of our season.
2: Well, I tell you, I was never worried, Coach, but I'm not going to lie to you. I was worried, too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: coach I want to turn the page back to to Danny Lynch one time he he surely was not surprised probably when he got pegged his first time up yes no
3: well you know I, that game wasn't on TV I mean that was a back foot breaking ball I know okay. I kind of I kind of heard some people saying who who wouldn't be surprised that he gets hit but they weren't trying to hit him I mean okay. it was a back foot breaking ball and it with no intention whatsoever to uh to try to try to you know, get back at him from, from last year. So, you know, it was a really clean baseball series in all honesty between both, you know, there, I think at the end of the Friday night's game, there was a little bit at first base where Rodrigo uh, got kind of tripped up with their first baseman. Right. Outside of that, it was, it was good baseball. Both clubs really competed. I thought it was very professional and uh, and and how both teams went about the business.
1: Yeah, I hope that I hope that that uh, that chapter you know has been has is put it's time to move on. yeah, yeah, yeah I think I think for both teams. And now this week with some potentially you know potentially explosive weather coming in tomorrow and Wednesday, but uh, that schedule is still still sitting there looking at you. and It doesn't get any easier. I know we're gonna we're gonna dig in more of it here in the in the second segment with uh, Scott Barry today, but the Eagles. Two out of three over Louisiana Lafayette, and really, nope. you know, you guys, it comes down to what we talked about on Friday. Uh, Lafayette said that they've had trouble scoring runs, and when you have pitching as good as Southern Misses, they had with, trouble uh, scoring they runs. Had trouble, and that's exactly what All happened. Right, we're
2: going to continue our conversation with Coach Barry. Get Luke involved here in the show as well. Just hang on. Short three-minute break. More with uh, Coach Scott Barry with Tulane, South Alabama, and Dallas Baptist scheduled in the next seven days. Hello. Yeah, we'll be <laughs> back. And welcome back to the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Great week of college baseball. Had so much fun in Jackson Wednesday night. Enjoyed watching the guys play all weekend uh, in Louisiana. Just a good week of baseball and another exciting week coming up. uh, Weather permitting, of course, here uh, with our upcoming midweek games. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmart.net on Hardy Street. And right across from the campus, you can shop them online at campusbookmart.net in person, Monday through Saturday, right on Hardy Street. All right, baseball coach Scott Berry on the Eagle Hour. Lou, get in here. I know you got plenty to ask Coach about.
0: Coach, uh, so two midweek games this week. Expect we will see Tanner Hall again. Let's go back to, to last week just for a specific Aspect of his uh, of his pitching performance, Coach Oz had told us that in the off season he had worked to complement that that running two seam fastball with a changeup, and it, it appeared pretty well last week against Mississippi State. He established both early. What have you seen out of that changeup that you know gave him the success he did last week?
3: Well, I'll be honest with you, Luke. I mean, the changeup looks like a slider. I've never seen a changeup that has that kind of action. On it. And, uh, when Oz told me that he only threw like five sliders in the whole game, I was just amazed because, it, you know, so many times it has that depth and that late, that late depth off, off that, that fastball plane, like, like it's a slider, but it's, it's just a change up that really just moves unlike a change up is supposed to move, which makes it so effective for you
0: for uh for the weekend on friday Etheridge kind of ran into some trouble in you know, the second and third time through the lineup what's he got to do you know this uh this upcoming weekend uh to to be able to uh you know flash a little different stuff the second or third time around well i
3: think he's got to be able to locate that fastball he didn't do a good job with that had to live on that breaking ball and that's what kind of got him got him in trouble there in the fifth inning when they scored the four runs he just uh we had to rely on that breaking ball too much, and uh, he's got to be able to locate that fastball, which he usually doesn't have that much of a problem with. But uh, you know, on that particular night uh, last Friday, he just wasn't he just wasn't locating it like he like he needs to.
0: This uh, this out of conference schedule is, is shaping up like we like we thought it would. Tulane uh, beats Mississippi State two out of three, and and uh, South Alabama. You get both of those. South Al tomorrow night, Tulane Wednesday, and then Coach Dallas Baptist this weekend. But let's talk about the uh, the, the weekdays. We got to get the monkey off of our back tomorrow. And I should just go ahead and say for the record, thanks for the birthday gift last week against Mississippi State. You promised that, and and I appreciate you delivering on that. What we got to do tomorrow night? You know, as and who do you think you might throw tomorrow night?
3: Well, we're gonna throw Tyler Stewart tomorrow night uh against them. And uh you know, I think we've gotta go out and we've gotta control the baseball game, you know, number one off off the mound and defensively. I think that's, you know, where we're probably our best at, um, given the numbers. But then, offensively, we have got to continue to create the opportunities that we have, and and be able to get those those opportunities across the plate, whether it's with less than two outs or whether it's with two outs. You know, we're just got to find a way to score those runs and keep the momentum in our in our dugout.
1: Bob, Coach, it's it's Sander again. I wanted to ask you, did it, and I'm sure you haven't thought a lot about this because you got a lot on your plate right now. But what what's going on in the big leagues, and major leagues, and. The potential that we may not see major league baseball for a while, if at all, this season. What impact, if any, do you think that will have on, if nothing else, the popularity of college baseball? Considering it would be the only game in town.
3: Well, I think if you're, you know, one of the baseball enthusiasts out there, then you know you crave for baseball and you want to see it. And a lot of people, you know, they like to sit at home and watch major league baseball games on TV but certainly if that's not going to be available uh you know your best next choice is going to be college baseball and to me it might be your best choice anyway regardless i think you got young men out there that work hard every day and and play the game cuz they love it uh it's not the, they're not getting paid for it outside of their scholarship Many of them aren't even on scholarship, uh, but but you know they're, it's a good brand of baseball. College baseball has, has gotten uh, better each year. I mean, you're seeing uh, you're seeing a lot of young men develop at an earlier age. Majority of your drafts now are coming out of college, not high school kids. So they're certainly seeing the benefits of of what college programs are doing, college coaches are doing, and developing these young men for baseball. And, and from from major league baseball
1: talent, and your young Montenegro you're hoping is walking around with a rubber bubble around him because obviously he's he, he's the catcher, if not the only catcher at this point. Can you bring us up to date as to what what's happening to reinforce that position?
3: Well, Sarge would be our backup. We worked him uh, last year a little bit in the fall, and and he, you know, but he's he's good at first base. Certainly, we we don't want to have to take him off first base. Rodrigo, I mean he's such a warrior behind there. Uh you know, in, in Blake's absence now and we know that Blake's going to be out, you know, anywhere from 4 to 6 to 8 weeks, you know, it's just depending on how that hand heals and he'll be able to catch before he can hit. That's going to be the biggest thing. So, but you know, with Blake, he gave us a right-handed option, a really good catcher uh was swinging the bat really well for us. Um hitting 385 and And so we were going to platoon those guys and really kind of match them up a little bit. But Rodrigo's getting his chance. And, you know, like I said earlier, hats off to him because he's playing really, really well. He's blocking balls. He's receiving well. Uh, He took the running game away from Louisiana Lafayette this weekend on Saturday and Sunday and and has gotten some big hits for us as well. So I couldn't be more proud of him because what a taxing position. I played it. I understand it. I know it. Uh, it's not easy to get back up the next day and do it again, and uh, but you know there's there's not much time in between. You know, when we he gets a day off. That's today, and he's got to be right back there tomorrow Wednesday. and Wednesday. Then he gets a day off, and he's got three straight days looking at him. So no. he'll he'll be in an ice bath today. Let's just say that,
1: so. <laughs> Coach. What, looking at recruiting uh, the Pearl River Community College down in Poplarville, now I don't know fourth in the country, something like that in junior college. You've you found a couple of players there, and your Pearl River connection uh, is is paying dividends now. The guys you got from Pearl River last year really coming through at least this season.
3: Yeah, they really are. I'll tell you, I've been really proud of of Ewing and what he's done, and Landon. Uh, both those guys, Landon uh, Landon Stone, really well. And, and Reese has made himself a really nice player. He's he's got his body in shape. He's he's dropped some weight. He's more athletic. He's played really good defensively for us, and, and has swung the bat well.
2: Coach, a, a kid that we don't really talk much about and he's sort of a quiet player on the team in a sense, but he really came up big this weekend, and he's so consistently good, is Will McGillis. He's he's just been a fine addition to the baseball program, hasn't
3: he? He really has, I'll tell you what. And what a joy to be around. Will is just – he's one of our captains, one of our three captains. He and Danny Lynch and Drew Boyd share that title, but Drew is a – or I'm sorry, um, Will is such a baseball IQ guy. He understands the game. He he's always studying the game, and you know he came up with some big hits for us. You know, yesterday he sure did. He, he gets the first RBI of the game. I mean, he cuts that wind to left field. That wind was blowing in really, really strong, and and um, you know he gives us that early lead and and kind of makes a statement for us. That's what we needed. You know, there early in the game. Uh, especially after the series became tied and won a piece after Saturday. But then, you know, his leadoff double there, and uh, um, I don't know what inning that was. He uh, he had a leadoff double that we ended up scoring on uh, yesterday that was a big, big hit for us as well.
2: You know, and I thought the atmosphere over the weekend, it reminds me a lot of, of Pete Taylor Park in the sense that the the fans are very passionate and they love their team. And it's, isn't it? really a, a kind of a a good omen for the types of rivalries that we'll be able to establish coach uh, proximity wise uh, with baseball coming up in the sunbelt
3: oh yeah i think it's going to be some really good rivalries and, and and fans are going to be able to travel i think that's what's important right. you know we had a uh, we had a pretty good showing down there at lafayette this weekend and you know when they started booing uh, Danny, when he'd come to the plate on Saturday, our crowd started cheering for it. So it was trying to drown out their booze. So it was it was a pretty neat atmosphere, and and one I think that we can look at uh, in the future that's going to become the you know, the norm every time that we play these series. You know,
1: and not to be outdone, Bob, when Danny Lynch flipped the bat last year, ironically, the Louisiana Lafayette fans flip something at Danny this weekend. I don't know about that. It happens. <laughs> it happens. Hey, Coach, it uh, final it question was,
0: for was me. It all good. This, this coming weekend may be the most underrated series uh, right now on the schedule. Southern Miss fans need to know. I mean, DBU's top 15 RPI team, that's going to be explosive out there in Dallas.
3: Yeah, it really is. I mean, they're a good club, nationally ranked year in, year out. Um, their guy, we played them in the the regional and I think it was in 18 in Arkansas. Sandlin carved them up in game one and then they they took us to the woodshed that second game. Always known for their offense out there. Usually the wind really blows. Now looking at the long-range forecast or the forecast there this weekend, it looks like it can be a little bit chilly. I think the high on Friday is 42 and the low is 26. So not what not what we were hoping we would see, but uh, you know it, it's going to be challenging all the way around because they are a very good club. They took two out of three on the road this weekend at San Diego, so they've played a really good schedule. They're, they're like us. They're not afraid to play a good schedule, so it'll be a good challenge for
2: us. Always a pleasure, Coach. Good luck to you this week. Thank you for being on the Eagle Hour every Monday.
3: All right, gentlemen.
2: Thank you. All right. Head baseball coach Scott Berry, everybody. Fantastic coach, better man, and always fun to talk to Coach Berry. All right. Basketball tournaments are up. Kelly has all the info. We're going to be talking basketball when we come back.
0: You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour, the Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. 4th Street brings you the third segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. If you miss lunch today, you miss red beans and rice and cornbread. Mm. Great place to go for lunch. Mm. Hey, they're actually looking for a couple of dedicated individuals to join the kitchen staff. You can be part of the 4th Street team. You'll see our good buddy, Slade White. We appreciate uh, his sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Santer from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. If you missed the um, interview with Scott Barry of, of Southern Miss Baseball, the first two segments of the show, you can go back and listen on demand at supertalk.fm later on, or catch us in podcast form on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Coach uh, Barry telling us he's going to start Tyler Stewart tomorrow night, so the big 6'9". Hard-throwing right-hander will start against South Alabama tomorrow night. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow night, guys, before we transition to another sport. I I, I just want to like wear something different tomorrow night to try to break uh, the the hex. Any, yeah, we need Any to.
2: suggestions? Well, uh, this may break it. Uh, Coach Berry told us before we went on the air, he just got a bulletin from the weather service, and there's an 80% chance of rain tomorrow night. So well, There you go. We
1: may not have to worry about it. And some, not and some pretty it. nasty weather. I, I hope that's not All right, Kelly, case.
0: basketball this week, and let's just go ahead and get the gripe out as we talk uh, mm. about the win. The no contest to North Texas that Conference USA al- uh, allowed, allowed uh, the North Texas lady, Mean Green, who refused to travel, a double-bye, and Southern Miss only gets, uh, they don't have to play in the play-in, they get the single-bye. Tell us about it, Kelly.
1: And I don't understand, we never did get the clarification is what's the difference between a forfeit and a, no contest. I guess no contest is the snowflake way of saying forfeit. Yeah. You don't get your feelings hurt as much saying
0: that the no contest was what our lawyers will tell them in this uh, lawsuit.
1: Yeah, but well, because they of, should now. They but, should. But you're exactly right, Luke. That's what happened. And and because of that, and we said on this program last week that this could this could jump up and bite the lady eagles in the rear end, and that's exactly what happened. Now they don't get the 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 two game by they do get the one game by but let's start chronologically and the men's tournament starts tomorrow in Frisco Texas the Southern Miss men the seventh seed from the West will play in the play in game with UTSA who is the sixth seed in the West these two teams split during the regular season both visiting teams won. Southern Miss beat the Roadrunners earlier. In the season in San Antonio, then San Antonio beat the Eagles in overtime at uh, Reed Green in the second game of the season. They will play tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. That game will be televised on ESPN+. Southern Miss and UTSA. Then the winner of that game, because when you get into conference tournaments now, it's it's every day, right? You play every day up until selection Sunday, this coming Sunday. So if the Eagles can beat UTSA tomorrow night at seven, they would advance to Wednesday night, where they would play FAU, who is the third seed from the East. So FAU would be the next opponent if the Eagles get by UTSA tomorrow night. The game Wednesday against FAU would be an 8.30 start if they start on time in all the tournament in Frisco, Texas. That's on the men's side. That's the way it looks for day one and day two. Now, the women's tournament starts tomorrow overall with some play-in games, but we talked about the Lady Eagles getting a bye in the first round, so they will not play until Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock, and they will play the winner of the play-in game where the two FU schools FIU and FAU will actually play tomorrow. FIU is the sixth seed in the East. FAU is the seventh seed in the East. The winner of that game will face the Lady Eagles, who, because of this no contest, were penciled in as the third seed from the West. So again, the Lady Eagles will play their first game, though it'll be in the second round, and that will be... Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock, and again, they'll face either FIU or FAU. Then if they win that game, they would play 2 o'clock on Thursday, and they would play the waiting Middle Tennessee Lady Raiders, who are the number two seed from the East. That also would be Thursday at 2 p.m., so that gets you up to date on the Conference USA men and women's tournaments, both in Frisco, Texas, and of course, it's pretty much uh, understood that in order to to get an NCAA tournament bid,
2: both Eagle the teams tournament. are going
1: to have to win the tournament. So,
2: Luke Johnson, when you when you don't show up to play a game, isn't that a forfeit? <laughs>
0: Bob, who are we dealing with, with, with <laughs> logical reasons? No, it's another reason to leave the damn conference. I mean, it really we're, is. We're dealing with a, uh, with a conference that's going after three schools because they didn't put a penalty calls attached to a bylaw uh, mandate. So there you go. And a they doc, still think a, they can enforce it. A dock, a rock, and a laughing stock.
1: Look, All it right? goes back go, to the go. fact
0: Cork, Corky Palmer was right. I have set in worse weather. In a metal chair on the Bloxy Beast beach, than what you people are holding us out and not allowing us to play
2: baseball with. He said, Damn, I used to sit on the beach in aluminum chairs watching the light. (laughs) It's 20 miles out in the Gulf, and you won't let these boys play baseball. And that's right. I mean, uh, but this is just wrong, what happened to Coach McAllister's team. It's absolutely wrong. And she had told us, she told me privately and on the air that getting that second, uh, you know, the well,
1: second game, the second buy, second
2: buy yeah. is huge towards your ability to Coach win the Coach McNellis
0: tournament. told you that, or Judy McLeod told you that.
2: The Coach McNellis told me getting that second round bye was important. <laughs> have you, and Judy, Judy have you ever spoken with Judy McLeod, Bob? No, no, I never have. <laughs> Has Judy <laughs> McLeod ever spoken with anybody, Bob? No, She certainly never spoken to me. I, I talked to her. She
1: said, "What's a buy?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: I it's actually, what well, we Old saw, Dominion, Marshall, yeah. and Southern Miss are doing to y'all right yeah, well, now. Well, we That's saw her I'm a few you. times,
2: you and I, Luke, down at the conference tournament. I don't recall her ever seeing I never saw either. her. I've never
0: seen her in oh, person. You know, no, it was Stump, no, it was
2: actually Stump Taylor was with me one time when we first met her, and I didn't meet her, but saw her, and she comes up in the uh, press box. This is at the conference baseball tournament, wearing shorts and a t-shirt and and. uh Tennis shoes and Stump looked at me and he goes, You know, I got a feeling that the SEC commissioner at their tournament right now is not wearing shorts and tennis shoes. I, I thought, just, I, I just thought Possibly. that that said a
1: lot about hey, it. Right but on, on the men's side, you guys in the tournament, we'll see exactly, you know, Jay Ladner has had some guys that he hasn't had in the lineup here for for, person, for injury reasons. And right. you're hoping a couple of those guys are back in, in so that Luke lineup.
2: Johnson, what happens with Coach Ladner if A, He wins a game or two in the tournament. B, he doesn't win a game
0: well the most Southern Miss to the top moment of all time would be that this team would advance to like the semifinals or the finals of the conference USA tournament because'm yeah. i I'm saying that SMTtt works the opposite as well yeah. <laughs> when you're supposed to lose there's a chance it it might but yeah when you look at this I mean there's a there's a really good chance that that they could win this game this first game especially with so so they didn't have Pierre they didn't have Stevenson the other day and you know they took uh, a, a a team with a winning record, Charlotte, you know, down to the wire. This is a UTSA team that they tied in regulation, didn't show up in overtime. We remember that one, but this is the only conference win they have. So it's a, you know, it's an opportunity. They got a chance. And I mean, now, I mean, literally every game matters. Um, FAU, you know, if they were to get by UTSA, FAU is 11 and 7, 18 and 13 overall. Um, what I, what I do like about the women's bracket, Middle Tennessee is good but the lady eagles are on the other side from charlotte and that is that's positive so they in in this in this a tournament you know any tournament like this you got to play to your strengths and if the lady eagles they have things that other teams don't have they have good shooting guards and they have multiple bigs they've got to put those two dynamics together uh, as Coach McNells told us, when was it last week? How she thought they had hit their stride, and then you know they just came up and and do what Eagles do sometimes, you know, and and just uh, we what what did what did Stump's quote of all time, Bob? About said, that, uh,
2: we soar with the Eagles, but we have been known to lay some eggs.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought it was shoot, I missed it. <laughs> uh,
2: they have a chance to be very competitive in that tournament. There's no question about that. They you know, they we should report they. They split that week that weekend road trip. They beat UAB on the road, lost to Charlotte on the road. Charlotte, and she told us that clearly seems to be the best team uh, in the conference. But Luke, I, I could see the women. I could see the women getting into the semifinals or even finals of the tournament.
0: That Middle Tennessee game will be tough. I think the Middle Tennessee game, uh, which would be the quarterfinal, would actually be uh, would be harder. Um, than the actual semifinal because there's a good chance that Tech is going to get beat by UAB is probably going to beat western Kentucky. and then uh, and then I think tech might might lose to one of those. but you' you're basically facing Western Kentucky Tech or UAB. I would love for us just to, to beat Louisiana Tech in anything. But if UAB gets there, that's a team that you just beat real recently. So the quarterfinal against Middle Tennessee would prove to be more difficult. Luke
2: Johnson, before we run out of time, you and I have talked a lot about the great myth of the SEC. How do you explain a 6-6 six and six Mississippi State team being ranked 23rd in the D1 college baseball pool?
0: When you win the national championship and you have a national brand, it means sometimes – that you have a bigger fan base, which means you get more clicks to your website. So that, that's the, the only way, guy, okay, and not only in that poll, because we've had Kendall Rogers on here before, and I love the dudes at D1. I mean, that's that's the place to go. But, I mean, Florida State is ninth at seven and four. And this is a team that we eliminated last year. Correct. Correct. But here's the. I just chuckled this morning because these rankings mean absolutely nothing.
2: Oklahoma State six and four and ranked sixth in the country in the. And what was funny
0: about that poll too? I think actually that they used Tulane's old logo. (laughs) there was all kinds of issues with that poll. All right, we
2: got one more segment. Stay with us. Eagle hour continues.
0: Another miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment brought to you by D Bat and D One Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Spring is up. Baseball, softball in full swing, and a lot of swinging you can do at D Bat and D One. Get in the best shape of your life. Best instruction in the Pine Belt. Best facilities in the Pine Belt. D Bat and D One. Softball Ball, coming off uh, their upset last week of number four Florida, proceeded to win five more games and pushed their winning streak to six. They defeated Central Michigan, Radford, Omaha, Georgia Southern, and Albany this weekend down in Madeira Beach, Florida. Coach Brian Levan's Lady Eagles improved to seventeen and five overall. They will take on Ole Miss tomorrow night up in Oxford as they get ready to begin Conference USA play this weekend at home against North Texas. So, uh, Lady Eagles go get the the Lady Rebels tomorrow night, and uh, Lady Eagles seventeen and five right now. Men's tennis drops two matches over the weekend to Troy and Alabama State. They're two and six overall, and will get ready for a Friday match in mobile guys against who? <laughs> uh. South Alabama. Uh. But, uh, but some good, good news on the golf front. The men right now, men golf over in opelika Alabama at the Tiger Invitational by Jason Duffner. The men right now, fourth overall. Of 16 teams, one of which is South Alabama, and the men are def- are ahead of South Alabama right now. Robbie Ladder um, for uh, for the tournament so far four under. He's in second place overall individually. Bryce Wilkinson uh, fourth, Hunter Atkins third. So uh, good uh, performance by uh, by the men right now as as Ladder. Is, is four under for the tournament. That will conclude tomorrow over in Opelika. And then from men's basketball, uh, both Tyler Stevenson and Rashad Bolden, named All-Conference USA Tyler Stevenson. Honorable mention, Rashad Bolden, All-Freshman. Uh, so congratulations to so them. One, one more correction on golf. Robbie Ladder, fifth. He's the highest right now. I was actually reading the, the scorecard wrong. Robbie Ladder, fifth overall at four under in the Tiger Invitational.
1: And I think he's probably going to go up from there because his name is Ladder. Bob, do you have the uh, the, I don't, I don't the rim shot? I'm yeah. not
2: going to say anything. After that <laughs> <have>
1: to... <laughs> okay. No, I'm sorry, hey, quick starters and slow starters in college baseball, and a lot of these you're going to recognize because they're on the Southern Miss schedule. So you don't think as if we didn't think the Southern Miss baseball schedule was tough enough. All right, here here are some of the teams that they're going to play or have played already, and the records that they've amassed already. All right, South Al Boo. Eight and two so far. UTSA nine and two. Tulane is ten and two. Old Dominion is nine and one. FAU nine and four. Marshall, who really wasn't supposed to be that strong this year, Marshall is at nine and four. Now those are just some of the teams that Southern mm-hmm. Miss is playing. Now Dallas Baptist, we've talked about how how rough their schedule is. Six and five for them. Is not a great start, but I think they're, what, ranked second in the country? No, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not in the SEC. <laughs> with, oh, you have that. to be in the SEC gotcha. for that. that. Uh,
1: La Tech, after a promising start, has uh, hit the skids here recently. La Tech only 7-5. and five. And the aforementioned Mississippi State Bulldogs at 6-6 six and six on the year. <laughs> Pardon me. What was that? That was the shrimp salad I had for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob's trying to find. Yeah, Bob's trying to find the uh, the rim shot there. Six and six, and in the top twenty five. Huh? Yeah, but I mean, look at the look at Tulane this week, right? They're ten and two. South Al eight and two. Old Dominion nine and one. For heaven's sakes,
0: that's mm-hmm. that's the team right there, guys. That they're 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 pitching the ball really well. Of course, they were a one seed last year. That's the team to watch in Conference USA. But the
1: Eagles did exactly what they needed to do this weekend. And as Jay Walker, the voice of the Cajuns, said on Friday, he said, "Look, you can't steal first base." Right? He and was he, right about. that. And even right. when they did the he old right old uh, Rodrigo went, you know, th- th- threw him threw him out. So that, uh, was, right. that right. was
0: the sneaky stat of the weekend. So they came in around top ten. So they came in. I think they had stolen twenty four. Yeah, I think twenty four bases all year. They they stole two over the weekend and got caught three times.
1: Yeah, and they'd only and they'd only been caught two out of twenty eight times or or something like that. like you were talking about. So, uh, Southern Miss did exactly what they needed to do to get that series win, and that's a that's a good win on the road against a always formidable, you know, Cajun team. So, and then after, after not, oh, okay, he's found his new toy now, Luke. He's going to be wearing it out here the next couple of days. I bet you won't do that when Joey Lee's on next time. The winner is, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is going for his
1: performance in Born on the Fourth of July, Tom Cruise. Okay. <laughs> All right. What is God? So Dallas please. Baptist on the road. Then the Eagles yeah. come back home. Right?
0: Is fly like an eagle? Is that the next button you're going to
1: push? Well, I'm going to try to please. find.
2: It. I found some new buttons here. I yeah. guess you
1: can tell that, right? Well, he's like a kid on Christmas morning you're over here. Officially out
0: of material. Michael showed Wait. me where the buttons are. In about three seconds. Here we go. One. Maybe two. Maybe. Oh yes. We just there the we time. go.
2: There we go. All right, that wraps up this show. More fun tomorrow, guys, at the one o'clock yeah. same
1: channel. And the conference tournaments get wrapped going in basketball, so we'll see no. how it goes. Contest, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. Time keeps
0: on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into the future I
2: want to fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free i go through the world on